Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench on this beautiful sunny Saturday evening. An ideal evening and an ideal weekend to play sport in. And there's so much of it going on across various sports and we've got it all covered here on the Big Red Bench between now and 7 o'clock. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you and we're going to hear GA-wise from the Midland camp, Glen Rover's camp, Aaron's own camp and wrapping up all the scores from the hurling and so on across the weekend as well. Loads of games going on. Uh, we're also going to have some ladies football we are going to have loads of soccer talking about Cork City's nil-nil draw with Waterford down at the RSC in Waterford today we'll hear from Cork City manager Neil Fenn he'll be joining us on the show as will Kevin Galvin from Beat 102-103 in Waterford who was at the game today for some analysis as well so loads to come between now and 7 on the Big Red Bench Yeah, as I said, it's Cullum O'Sullivan with you and I'm joined by Lauren Guilfoyle today. Lauren, how are you? Good, Cullum. Great to be back. <laughs> Great to be back. I was just going to say it. Uh, it's been a while since you've been here with us. How long has it been now since you've been sitting on this big red bench? Oh, God. I'd say it was probably coming towards the end of last year's club championship. So, oh, are we talking September, October, November time? It's quite a while, but you're back. You're back and you're back at action. We're out and about at games today as well. Uh, some more on that to come. We're going to wrap up all the weekend's GAA action and there is absolutely loads of Gaelic games going on. It's great to see. It's fantastic and it's wonderful in this weather as well. Also, as I said, with Cork City, we've Cove Ramblers, Rockmount, of course, won the Munster Senior Cup during the week, beating Cork City in the final on Tuesday night at Turner's Cross. We'll wrap that up as well. And uh, we'll hear for some ladies football action if we have time later on too, right here on the Big Red Bench between now and seven. I mentioned all the GA games. There's loads of them going on and we got screens and scores and everything going on all around us. Uh, Lauren's got a bit of a roundup. What's happening, Lauren? I do. There's so many games ongoing at the moment, actually, so we will bring you updates throughout the show. Uh, but in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship earlier today, Aaron's own beat Bishopstown on a scoreline of 116 to 114. Glen Rovers met Carrie Tuchel and they had a two point victory. It was Glen Rovers 118 to Carrie Tuchel's 116. And later tonight, Sars meet Douglas in Parky Cueve and that game is at 7.45. Then in the Senior A Hurling Championship, we have Canturk played Noosestown earlier today and it was a two point victory for Canturk. It was 313 to 117. And then Ballymartle met Kilworth 217 to 216. So a one point victory for Ballymartle. And now I suppose we're getting into more of the, the games that are ongoing going yep. at the moment Charleville are currently playing Mallow that one is coming to a close and Mallow are two points ahead it's 14 points to 12 there in favour of Mallow Bandon and Fermoy are ongoing at the moment and we have uh, let me see I have it right here in front of me 28 minutes gone there and Fermoy are two points uh, Bandon I should say are two points ahead it's 10 points to 8 there in favour of Bandon then in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship we've won a uh, result from that Watergrass Hill played Ballonhasig earlier Watergrass Hill 217 to Ballonhasig's 114 Carrigaline and Ahada are playing at the moment and at the moment it is Ahada 213 to Carrigaline's 113 Valley Rovers and Ballincollig are also playing at the moment and it's Valley Rovers 12 points to Ballincollig's 113 there but, and, and that was a 5pm throw in so again we should be getting a result soon mm. Blarney and Castle Lions are just about throwing in at 6pm so we'll keep you up updated on that and later Corsi Rovers play Yall and that's a 6.30 throw in so again stay tuned for some updates there uh, and then in 
ladies football we have one uh, result hopefully in the next couple of minutes but at the moment it's Dunhamore 5-10 to bear as 3-3 and that's in the intermediate football championship Great stuff Lauren and I was chatting to Ger about this on the show the last few weeks and like it's it's more evident than ever on a sunny weekend like this after lockdown so long without Gaelic games and without sport of any kind it's wonderful for it to be back and to be able to go to games and just experience it again I mean you were out at the Aaron's own game today I saw you glued to the TV then watching your own home club up in Clare <laughs> later on um, so I mean you're delighted it's back as much as anyone aren't you? Absolutely uh, yeah no it, it's fantastic to be able to get to go to games I think everyone's going looking forward to matches no one's kind of I suppose letting the pressure get to them everyone's just happy to be playing and I think what this weekend has probably shown us is that we need to take every match um, that it could be our last game because yeah. we're obviously seeing with Offaly and, and uh, Leash and Clare at the moment so yeah I think just delighted to be able to get to go to games yeah, so all GA activities suspended in the three counties with their partial lockdown, Kildare, Leash and Offaly for at least two weeks. So that shows again, Lauren, as you say, it's it's on a knife edge with all sports at the moment um, and games could be pulled or called off at any stage. We saw it in the League of Ireland during the week as well. Uh, the Cork City game nearly didn't go ahead today and there was doubt about it all week because two Waterford players had to be tested for COVID-19. The tests came back negative in the end but the, and the game went ahead. But it's similar with the GAA in Leash and Offaly and Kildare. All those players, all involved with the clubs, all delighted to be back over the last few weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's shut down again. So, I mean, it's really touch and go the whole time, isn't it? It really is. Even in Clare, uh, back at home, there's a, a match in the Senior Hurling Championship called off tomorrow. One of the, the Kratlow players has... has, has tested positive um, so like it, it really can happen uh, so quickly and, and I, I suppose the, the flip side of that is you'd hope people would be honest yeah. um, considering that there is fixtures that that could be pulled at any stage um, but it seems to be uh, doing okay at the moment and hopefully it stays going that way but yeah definitely can't take games for for granted at all definitely not and, and it's it's definitely uh, the case of uh, you hope people will be honest and you hope clubs are honest and you hope there's not all sorts of shenanigans going on because that could end worse for sport if, if, if the government were to think that kind of thing was going on they might shut down everything again who knows and that's not what we want but there is loads going on this weekend <laughs> Lauren wrapped up some of the scores for you uh, we're going to get some reaction to some of the GA games over the weekend and Middleton bounced back in their opening from their opening round uh, senior hurling championship lost to Sarsfields as they beat Ballyhay by a big scoreline last night 4-12 23 to 113 in Formoy. Tom Hanley's goal helped Ballyhay to lead by five points in the first half, but Middleton had reduced the margin to a point, 1 9 to 11 points by half time. The first 10 minutes of the second half were all Middleton as Connerly Han scored three goals with Pa White alternating as they really took control. And Dennis Hurley was at the game for us, and afterwards he spoke with Middleton manager Ger Fitzgerald and got his reaction. Happy to bounce back from last week. Yeah, we're very pleased. Um, we we had a sluggish old start there to the first to the first half there, and we left um, we left Belly here until we missed a couple of opportunities. They got a good goal and they put us under a bit of pressure. And yeah. it was a very tight first half. We weren't very pleased with it. We kicked on the second half and we got yeah. a few scores and made a difference to us. Yeah, a good finish to the first half to come back to within a point, and then you really blitzed them after the restart. Yeah, we 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 got the, the game opened up a little bit and we took our chances. And to, to be fair, our lads reacted well when Belly here got the goal. We came back and we were only a point down. Yeah. Uh, after scoring points which was which was important for us like yeah and like th- there was no kind of edginess came into the their play or anything like that you know w- when you go five points down I suppose it's a possibility but 
at, at least they were able to keep their composure. No, we, we, we didn't panic. We drove on, yeah. We were very pleased with them. They kept their composure and they, they, they stuck to the plan and they stuck to the, um, the way we wanted them to play. And they, they worked very hard and they showed discipline. We yeah. gave away one or two yellows, which we'd be concerned about. But in terms of um, how they reacted overall, we were very pleased. And what, what kind of improvements were you looking for compared to last week? Well, we're looking for up to up our work rate was the biggest yeah. thing, really. We felt we didn't uh, we didn't work hard, particularly hard enough, particularly in the second half. And we, we did that tonight and we got uh, our tackle count was better and we were looking for that. And we just need to develop a bit of consistency now. We have a few yeah. young players coming into the team this year and we just want them to get familiar playing at this um, at this grade and this level and to be consistent in their performances. Yeah, and I suppose you're, you're happy with the way that they kept going on at the end. You know, scoring difference could come into it yet in terms of the group. So yeah, important scoring, group, scoring difference is important. And we were conscious that we wanted to drive on and do the best we could have finished the game out strong. But also there's competition for places within our group. Yeah. Players have to take their opportunities and uh, that's very important as well and, can, and sort of consolidate their, their positions and drive it on. And, and just drive, you know, full steam ahead now for the next couple of weeks ahead oh, we, of the we two weeks game. out to play, uh, to, to prepare for the Douglas match, which will be a very, very tough game. They're a very good, affordable team with some uh, top-class inter-county forwards and a couple of inter-county backs. So we'll, um, we'll be under pressure, but we're looking forward to the challenge. That is Middleton manager Ger Fitzgerald speaking to Dennis Hurley after last night's game as Middleton bounced back from their opening round loss to Sarsfields as we said a good win for them last night beating Ballyhay by 4.23 to 1.13 in Formoy last night so a high scoring game there um, loads of games uh, going on at the weekend and uh, next we're going to turn our attention to this afternoon's game it was the Glen Rovers up against Carrick Tool and Glen Rovers uh, came out and beat Carrick Tool 118 to 116 the final score there get the reaction of Richie Kelleher now after that game First of all congrats on the win Richie yeah, what were your thoughts on the performance though? Yeah look it was, we wouldn't be happy with a lot of things but, but look that's down to Carrick we played them this is our third time playing Carrick in I think five years and, and the, 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 we put them to the sword last year but I knew Carrick were better than that they were prouder than that and three years ago I think or four years ago we won by a point and we were haunted to get out of the parking ring the same night and the same here today we're, look we came down to win I would have took a one point victory all day long coming down we won by two we've got to be happy um, we have four points on the board that's our objective we're, we're happy uh, today was a battle and uh, again we came out tops in that battle What was it in particular you think you could have done better in? Uh, we just we seem to have lost the plot a bit on, on the, the field of play they played seven at seven at the back at times sometimes they played eight at the back they were, they were in their shell to say and we, we couldn't figure it out um, but eventually we did but look as I said some of as a half time they're, they're not even sweating them they weren't even some of them weren't even busting their ass and we, we spoke about that we, we singled about two fellas out they need to up their game and they did and look we won a good game in the end I think with five or six minutes to go we, we look comfortable but look they were always going to bring a huge battle because the character is, 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 a, is a good tone they're very pro traditional team and uh, they're disappointed they're actually gutted but I knew what was coming we're moving on to the next game in three weeks time we're very happy with our four points and Was it difficult coming into this game say oh, everyone was kind of talking about you about how yeah, definitely. How, how much you beat the Bears by yeah. so and look even, I know I work, I work in fellas give me from different clubs and say we were this and we were that and I was like saying we're somewhere in the middle yes we were good but look the Bears were, were poor on the night and the Bears are better than that and it's like it's like us and Carrick last year Carrick we beat them last year they're better than that and today they proved that and I know the Bears will, will, hopefully will prove it down the road because look when we're good we are good but today we, we weren't good but we won the match and that was our objective but like 
would I love to come down today and play well? Yes, but we need to work on things. We need to. We, we dropped our work rate today. We dropped our, our fight today, and we probably believe the hype. We probably believe the hype last week against the Bears. But look, we should be better than that. We should be more experienced than that. Take each game individually and move on. And we're going to move on from today. And we think we should be time against the Bears so and take on the life. Robert Downey, is this suspension overturned during the week? How big a boost was it having him back? It, it was. It was a boost for Robert himself because he was very down over it, and uh, he, he was adamant that he didn't do anything. And we, we were looking at we had video evidence that was on television. And uh, in fairness, we got a very fair hearing from the board. And like, I think they came up with the right decision because, look, striking the hurley is not something that we want players doing. And uh, look, he didn't do it. And I think the board knew that. And we can only thank him for, for giving us a fair hearing. And we're delighted for Robert because, look, he's young, he's playing with Cork. Uh, you don't get to where Robert is by, by acting like that in the field. And in terms of, like, the Glen, a lot of people just obviously associate him with Patrick Horgan and how great he is. But the last couple of weeks have shown Simon Kennefick got two goals last week. And Connor Doris yes, today was very yeah. good as well. And look, that's what you want because, look, Patrick's always under pressure. But look, today he, he was tied up there two at a time. Sometimes it was three around him. But look, another fella stepped up, and that's what you want. You want to spread the scores on the forwards because if Patrick is held, or Dean Brosnan is held, or Simon Kennedy is held, you need the forwards to step up, and we did that today, and that's a sign of a good team. And what's the aim now? So for the Patrick, make three into the three, is it? Yeah, we, yeah well, look, we need to assess it, and they're playing tomorrow, I think, and we see how that game goes. But look, we always kind of focus on ourselves. We're, we're going to, we're going to, we want to win every game, and uh, the Patrick game should be no different, but it's going, we know how hard it's going to be. Glen Rovers manager Richie Kelleher there speaking to Andrew Horgan after the Glens victory um, earlier on today. 118 to 116, the final score this afternoon. Glen Rovers beating Carrick Tool, 118 to 116. So we move on to the game that Lauren was at earlier on today and a beautiful day to go out to a game anyway, Lauren, first of all. Yeah, it was fab over in Parky Rain. It's one of my favourite grounds in Ireland, so I was only delighted to get back in there today. Absolutely, and the sun splitting the stones there today as well. It was the Premier Cedar Hurling Championship action today there. Uh, Aaron's own and Bishopstown were the opponents. Both sides needed a win after suffering defeats in their respective opening round games. And despite opening, uh, facing an eight-point deficit in the first half, Aaron's own, boosted by influential substitutions, pushed on eventually for a two-point victory. And after the match, Lauren spoke to Aaron's own manager, Martin Bowen. Martin, you came here today needing to win and you've done just that. I'm sure you're quite relieved. I'd say relieved is the word. Um, you know, we were under severe pressure for much of the game. But look, I have to compliment all the players. Um, we used 20 players and we've been saying that to the lads all the time, you know. It's about the panel. And we're in, as I was saying to Owen there, we're in transition. Like, we have some guys who have, have given great service. They're pushing on years and then we have some lads who are very young. And it's a question of balance and just getting them right and at times we, we looked to be a bit overawed during the game at times but we kept plugging away great spirit in the lads great determination and look we're delighted Similar to last week's game there was a, a, a sizable gap I suppose there in the first half I think it was about 8 points at one stage but you kept plugging away and never seemed to I suppose be concerned with that Well we'd always be concerned when you're down 8 or 9 points and it's something like you know last week we nearly did it I mean, one or two things going the other way and we probably might have done it. Now, I don't think we deserve to win last week's match. But today, you know, you can't believe in teams get eight, nine points ahead of you. Uh, and even if you have great spirit and great determination and everything else, you need a bit of luck as well. And uh, But look, we did it and hopefully we can eradicate that from the future. Plenty of pressure on your full back line and your goalkeeper throughout the entire game. But I suppose Bishopstown weren't able to convert many of those balls. No, well, you know, Shea, Shea is my own son and he's around a long time and uh, he's been a fantastic goal for us and it was the same last week. Our full-back, <coughs> excuse me, our full-backs have been superb um, with great players in there and, you know, our centre-back is, I thought, had a stormy match, James O'Flynn. So, look, 
they were under pressure a lot, for a lot of it, but they did very well. We only conceded three points, I think, in the second half against a slight breeze, so that was very pleasing. It made some changes early on in the first half, but those changes actually nearly were vital towards the end of the, the second period. Yeah, well, you see, we have been drilling that into the lads all the time. Like, if you're only on for five minutes, they miss a quarter an hour, half an hour, whatever. It, you know, in the modern game, you have to be prepared to come on and go off. And we had to make those changes. And uh, if we didn't, the game was probably out of slipping from us. But, you know, the other side of that is the lads that came in, they all made great contributions. So it, it worked today anyway. <laughs> Big game next, next time against New- Newtown? Oh, yeah, the next one is a huge match. But, look, I suppose... Initially, at the start of the year, what we were concerned was about preserving our status um, because we are in transition, as I said earlier, and hopefully we might have done that now. So I think the pressure's off us, you know. Um, we're looking to build for the future, and this is only starting point, so we'll take what comes now. Perfect, thanks very much. Positive vibes there of Aaron's own manager, Martin Bowen, looking to build for the future, speaking to Lauren after uh, the Aaron's own and Bishopstown game today. Uh, we'll go back to Lauren now for a few updates because there's lots of games ongoing and scores are flying in, Lauren. From that ladies' football game, uh, Dunamore winning out there 5 13 to, to Bears 3 5. Then into some of those games that are still ongoing, Charleville and Mallow. Charleville are still holding out a two point lead there at 17 points to Mallow's 15. Um, over in Parky Rin, uh, Fermoy and Bandon are playing out there in that Senior A Hurling Championship game, and Bandon have started the second half a bit better. It's 11 points to Fermoy's 8 there. Cargilline and Ahada are currently meeting, and it's Cargilline that lead there by 3 2 17 to 2 4. 14. Ballincollig and Valley Rovers are also playing at the moment and Ballincollig are leading their 215 to 15 points and Blarney and Castle Lions have just thrown in but Castle Lions have started there quite well 7 points to Blarney's 3. Great stuff. Thanks a million, Lauren. All right, we'll come back and update you on all those games throughout the, throughout the show between now and 7 o'clock. And we've also got more Gaelic Games reaction for you later on in the show too. But now we turn our attentions to football and Cork City were back in action today. It was the third game for Cork City in six days and it hasn't been the best return from lockdown with their 1-0 defeat to Bohemians to turn us cross in their opening game back in the Airtricity League on Sunday, followed up by a 2-0 defeat to Rockmount in the Munster Senior Cup on um, Tuesday night albeit with a, a weakened Cork City side there but uh, we will hear from Rockmount later on in the show as well after their victory but today it was Waterford and an away game for Waterford as Cork City went in search of badly needed goals and badly needed points and it finished Cork City nil Waterford nil down at the RSC in Waterford this afternoon and after that I spoke to Neil Fenn and it was an improved performance from Cork City today and the Cork City boss Neil Fenn said he was kind of happy with how they played yeah, I thought we um, I thought we played well in patches. There was there's obviously areas we need to improve, but I thought overall, with the way the results have been going for us, I felt that we went out, we we played the, we played um, without fear, kept good possession, and um, apart from a couple of little hairy moments, I think it was probably a pretty even game. No goals again, unfortunately, but she did create some nice chances and came very very close to scoring when Dylan McGlade hit the crossbar. Yeah, you know, it's, it's obvious, doesn't he, me to point out that it's been a problem for us, which is why we went and recruited three new forwards. So, um, yeah, while we wait for them, we just have to we have to try and go with what we've got. And like you said, Dylan McLean at the bar today, a couple of other half chances, so a lot of positives. A lot of positives, and you do have those three boys coming in, uh, Kit Elliott, um, Scotty Fennick, and the signing announced yesterday, Connor Simpson as well. So three forward players, and you'll be hoping at least one of them starts banging in goals. 
yeah, you know, we, obviously that's why we signed them. Hopefully they will do that. We're we're confident that we've got the squad behind them to do that. Obviously today we were missing the short as well, which didn't help the calls. But I think if we bring the three boys in, they've got quality, they've got different attributes that help us in attacking areas, then we'll be a lot more potent going forward. In terms of when they're available, obviously they've been signed at different stages and they're all in different stages of quarantine. Will we see any of the lads Tuesday night against Longford? No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. The, the, the Scotty and Kit will be available for the Sligo game and Connor will be available for the Derry game. Great stuff. All right. Uh, just looking at today's game as well, Neil, um, Corey Galvin's injury, how's that shaping up? Uh, we heard on WatchLOI.ie that he was taken away in an ambulance. He was, he, was, he was just put in an ambulance just while they assessed him. He's, he's okay. back on the bus now. It's, it was a nasty one. It's a knee in the back, so hopefully um, not too bad, but you know, it was it was it was certainly a sore one for him. He had to come off. So obviously we won't know until we've assessed it properly. But hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, it's a point today, and and it's the, it's the first point back since the lockdown. Um, and I suppose any point is very very valuable where you are on the table at the moment, just to just to keep pace, and that puts you ahead of Sligo now as well. Even though Sligo are playing this evening. Yeah, you know we we had to we had to try and you try and win your home games as much, as well as you can and try and. Um, get points from away matches we certainly didn't go out looking for a point we went out looking for a win today unfortunately we couldn't get it but I think a point on the balance of play um, possession wise I think we would have probably deserved it on the clear, two clear cut chances or, or scrap, scrapes in the goal they probably think they deserved um, a draw anyway but we're happy with it if we can pe- keep picking up points off our rivals and hopefully start winning our home games and picking up a few more a few more wins on the road then we'll be fine Good stuff. All right. And uh, busy week. It's been busy since you got back from lockdown for the last six days, three games in six days, and two more games in the next uh, five or six days as well. So it's Longford in the Cup, your old club on Tuesday night, and then Sligo in the league at the weekend as well. So, I mean, both of those games are very important in their own way in terms of survival of the Premier League and in terms of going in a Cup run, and who knows what could happen with the Cup run. But uh, it'll be against your old club on uh, Tuesday night, so that'll be interesting for you. Yeah, it would be, be good to see a few old faces again, but we just want to keep the momentum going. We've picked up a point today. We felt that we were harshly criticised last Sunday for the defeat to to Bose. We, we Bose have gone and proved what proven what a good team they are by beating Dundalk. So we felt we were harshly criticised for that. Um, so we felt that we were in the, going in the right direction. We think we're, we're picking up a point. We got a point today, which was an improved again performance from last week. So we want to keep that momentum going. We want to make sure that we pick up. We, 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 we win against Longford and we pick up as many points against Sligo so that we can go on to the next game in confidence. Great stuff, Neil. Listen, safe journey home and thanks a million for chatting to us as always, alright? Cheers, Colin. Cork City manager Neil Fenn chatting to me on his way home from Waterford following Cork City's nil-nil draw with Waterford in the SSE Electricity League Premier Division this afternoon. Um, I spoke to Neil about an hour ago we recorded that interview and I mentioned that um, it had taken them above Sligo in the League of Ireland table. Uh, Cork City are back bottom now unfortunately because as it stands Sligo move up to 8th because Sligo are currently 2-0 up against Shelburne um, at the showgrounds up in Sligo so there's 63 minutes gone in that game it's Sligo 2 Shelburne nil in the second League of Ireland game of the day and there's a big game in the League of Ireland tomorrow as well at 5 o'clock Derry City taking on 
top of the table they're flying it Shamrock Rovers at 5 o'clock tomorrow as well um, now we're going to talk more about that Cork City game and analyse it with a man down in Waterford he lives in Waterford he works in Waterford and he was at the game today um, so let's talk to Kevin Galvin Kevin Galvin is a sports journalist and he works with a radio station down in Waterford in the South East Beat 102-103 and uh, I suppose Kevin we saw a game today uh, I was watching it here in the studio on the great streaming service Watch LOI.ie uh, the full live coverage and it was a game that was kind of back and forth between both teams I think as Neil Fenn alluded to there as well uh, both sides created chances Cork City certainly played better than they had in previous games and we saw some improvements but they couldn't score goals again unfortunately but uh, they were kind of two evenly matched teams I think Kevin would you agree? Yeah, um, I, th- I think personally, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little bit pleased it was a scoreless draw. It meant I didn't have to show too much of my loyalties. <laughs> uh, people who might know would know that I was definitely uh, behind enemy lines, despite working. Kevin is a Cork home. man for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> down in Waterford. <laughs> And a big Cork City fan of yeah. that. Look, um, yeah, I, look, I, I saw the Blues um, last week against Shelburne. Um, very, very impressive, I thought. They really controlled the game well. They kept the ball down. Um, they, 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 you know, counteracted very much a Shelburne side that have been dangerous. I mean, they already beaten City so far this year. So um, I was a little bit apprehensive going into this one. Um, I was very, very impressed by Cork City. I mean, no goals, unfortunately. Dylan McGlade, of course, hitting the crossbar. Um, and I suppose slightly fortunate as well with Kevin O'Connor's incident in front of his own goal with what looked like an almost definite handball um, but nonetheless I thought City played really well Corey Galvin was was really really good given a lot of space in midfield and was able to kind of push into that um, had had the Waterford back four on their, on their back foot which is something we haven't seen since uh, play re- restarted really uh, barely saw it up in Talca um, and also I thought Dylan McGlade was good when he came on I know that he's not, he's he's only t- he's a little bit of City's Marmite I know we always have some of those players but, um, <laughs> Definitely, I mean, I know he's somebody that's, that's taken a bit of criticism, but I thought he was good when he came on, um, and then obviously when Galvin came off, I think that kind of changes dynamic at the midfield. But um, generally, I, th- I think City would be very, for, yeah. I think the offender would be very happy with a point. I know that they didn't score; that is obviously an issue. Um, but look, uh, you were there with Georgia Callahan for that for that once a senior cup final. I mean, that, and it was it was a very different team playing against Rockmount on um, on Tuesday night. And we'll hear from Rockmount later on, once a senior cup champions in the show, but. City were horrendous on Tuesday night. There's no, there's no beating about the bush there. They weren't great on Sunday against Bowes either. But there was a vast improvement this evening, I think, albeit against the Waterford side who maybe aren't uh, at kind of a, a huge high level either, down around the same level as City. But City were much improved and they had, they had some good spells today. But again, Kevin, as you say, the issue is scoring goals and I've spoken to Neil Fenn about this and he's kind of going how am I going to solve this now he's bringing in three strikers uh, Connor Simpson Scotty Fennick and Kit Elliott you're kind of hoping one of them clicks and that's where the goals are going to come from in the next few weeks for City aren't you? I suppose you are, but you know the the question is then you know these guys that are all new to the league, they're all going to have to quarantine with the current situation, so it still leaves a little bit of time before then. Um, you know, I mean, I think recruitment has definitely been a, an issue for people, for supporters, mm. um, and. You know, I know there was a time where we had half the Munster Senior League playing up front for us, but at the same time, those <laughs> were lads who, who knew a lot more about the league. So um, it's difficult. It, it would be great if if to have those players in a situation like Neil Fan had at Longford, where you're building a young squad. But I mean, look, we're bottom of the table. 
we're fighting relegation or we're probably not bottom now after today's result but we, we went into today's game uh, bottom of the table we're, we're fighting off relegation and I suppose it, it remains to be seen can young players kind of perform with that sort of pressure because there's a big difference with playing reserve league where yeah. things don't matter and then walking into a team that's one of the biggest teams if not the biggest team in the country fighting off relegation and the financial impact of that would be massive so um, we'll have to wait and see all I can say is from based on today's performance I feel a lot more positive than I did certainly after the Rockman game um, I thought Waterford missed a trick in not you getting Timmy Sobowale a little bit more involved he looks he's a good player isn't he right back. very good player um, I think if there's any criticism about him it's it's his kind of positioning he tends to kind of uh, he can kind of fall his, his focus his concentration can kind of fall and then he can be called out of position but going forward he's excellent put in some really really good tackles and I thought Waterford missed a trick by going long to Michael O'Connor the entire time instead of trying to use those wings a little bit more but for City like I say a, a point well earned a clean sheet um, which is so you know it's, it's absolute gold dust at the moment for the Rebel Army and um, like I say as a, as a City fan I feel a lot more positive coming away from the RSC today than I did going into the ground earlier you'll, this you'll be ran out of Waterford for all you talk about being a City fan Kevin I don't uh, I, right, I walked in today with a, with a fine t-shirt uh, with, the, with the different jerseys on which was designed by Red FM's own uh, Dennis Hurley so I think, oh, uh, I think all, any chances of me being um, me being uh, you know not showing my colours kind of went out the door when I walked in this morning Good man uh, let's just look at some of the, the big incidents very very quickly in the game today uh, I, I've kind of narrowed it down to about four or five big incidents and most of them in the second half um, you have the handball incident which you would think should have been a penalty that was quickly followed by Dylan McLeod in the crossbar um, and then, then Kevin Galvin or Corey Galvin's injury as well a, a very similar name to yourself Kevin uh, Corey yeah. Galvin's injury as well uh, that looked serious enough yeah I wish I had a, 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 an inch of his talent um, yeah <laughs> it, it did I, I, I think it's, it's a difficult one to tell because it kind of looked like hip on hip more so than anything else um, so I'm hoping that it's more just uh, like more just an impact injury more very heavy bruising or something that there isn't something more serious it didn't look at the time and even looking back on the replay because thankfully now we have that watch LOI service yeah. so we can actually watch stuff back while we're at the game um, and looking back at it and it, it seemed like it was more like a contact injury so fingers crossed um, it's it's not too serious but it is kind of you did kind of feel like God you know that is the luck that City have had uh, you know like you, you have Corey Galvin who comes out has a has a brilliant uh, game and then doesn't even finish the 90 minutes getting injured <laughs> it's so typical at the moment isn't it yeah. it is it is everything from shopping centres to Corf to midfielders at the moment seems to be uh, <laughs> but look uh, you know um, I, I, it, that was it was it, he, he's played really well today and I think for, for Neil Fenn hopefully it, it's only a bit of minor bruising but there are a few are, are a few players that kind of put up their hand today and, and showed that they have a little bit of leadership in yep. that situation so I think I think hopefully it'll it'll kind of pick the whole squad up going back to training this week and you'd be hoping next weekend to, to pick up points and hopefully a win ideally and score some goals against Sligo which is a vital league game and, and a game that Cork City kind of need to win to, to get up and above those teams around them at the bottom You'd hope so, but uh, I, like the last time we saw Junior at Turner's Cross, he scored a hat trick for, for Terry. Yeah. So you know, um, so I don't think Sligo will be uh, the kind of pushover that people are expecting them to be either. Or I don't even know whether people are expecting them to be pushovers or not. But yeah, like you say, a home games against the teams around you, you, you desperately need to win. Um, whatever way that needs to happen, kicking and screaming, City need to get the job done, and if they can, four points from an away trip to Waterford and, and, and a home to Sligo is a pretty good return Whoopee. and yep. we'll see him in good stead going forwards because I, I think City have a lot you know the fixtures are are relatively kind to us going forwards 
Um, you know, we have, I think, both Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk at home. We only played both of them once. Um, so you would hope that there are, there's more potential for points, but it's a case of we just need to score, Colin, basically. If we, if we can get one or if we can get a couple on the board, then it'll that's, make a massive difference. That's the fact of it, because uh, we would finish on this fact. Um, Cork City's last away goal in the league, apparently, was down in Waterford this week last year in John Cotter's last league game for Cork City. So that's a fairly startling fact in itself, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that was only um, and laughing about being a Corkman down there. That was like my second week in the job <laughs> down here. So that was <laughs> that was that. But yeah, um, it is a very startling fact. Now, I mean, uh, you know, the current conditions aside and the break that we've had, uh, away goals have been a massive problem and goals in general. Um, I was very worried at that Rockmore game. Even I know mm-hmm. we had a change squad, but to see that we couldn't even stick one uh, past months in your league, league yeah, yeah. Side. and that's no disrespect to Rockman they are a fantastic side managed by probably one of the best managers ever in Munster Senior League history but all yeah. the same um, yeah, you you would worry but uh, today looked a lot brighter there, there's chances I think they've created more chances in the second half than they did in their first six or seven games thus far the season um, so look chances usually lead to goals and hopefully as you say the, the new signings coming in and uh, once they get over their quarantine period might be able to to lift us a little bit we can hope anyway and we can hope and uh, there's still 11 games left in the season for Cork City and a cup game as well of course as we mentioned earlier against Longford Town on Tuesday night at Turners Cross Kevin Galvin down in beat 102-103 in Waterford thanks a million for chatting to us Colin, always a pleasure. Thanks, many. Nice one. And um, just update you again, still Sligo Rovers to Shelburne nil in that remaining League of Ireland game this evening, which puts Sligo back ahead of Cork City, unfortunately. Sligo now, if we look at that end of the table, the bottom four teams, Cork City are bottom with four points. Uh, Finn Harps also just ahead of Cork City, also on four points with, with a very, very slightly better goal difference. Uh, they're minus nine, Cork City are minus 11. Sligo Rovers then on six points if they go on to win this game, which they are winning at the moment. And uh, Derry City, uh, then on 7 points and you're going up along to Shelburne on 9 then you have Waterford and St. Pat's on 10 Dundalk at 13 Bowes 15 and Shamrock Rovers topping the table with 18 points and they play tomorrow against Derry as I said uh, now we go back to GAA and I'm just going to update you on some of the uh, the full times and so on um, Charleville uh, full-time score from the Senior A Hurling Championship Charleville 22 points Mallow 116 is the full-time there um, a good win for Carrigaline over Ahada in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship it's Carrigaline 220 Ahada 215 the full-time in that one and then you have Ballancolig running out winners also in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship Ballancolig 216 against Valley Rovers 15 points it's midway through the second half uh, it's Bandon 14 points for Moy 11 points in the Senior A Hurling Championship Actually, we've got an update on that one now again. It's from Y11 points, Bandon 15 points, so slightly increasing their lead. And a latest score as well in the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship, Castle Lions 110, Ballarney 5 points. We'll keep you up to date on all of those and bring you full times if and when they happen. But right now, going to take a very, very short break. And when we come back, we mentioned Rockmount beating Cork City to win the Munster Senior Cup during the week. We'll hear from the Rockmount camp when we come back. Also, we've got some Cove Ramblers and more GAA. All of the way here on the Big Red Bench. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6p. Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, you're on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. It's Colm O'Sullivan with you until 7pm. And Lauren Guilfoyle is with me as well here on the show till 7. Right now, we're going to cast our minds back to Tuesday night. And it was a shock result on Tuesday night at Turner's Cross. It was the Munster Senior Cup final. And Cork City were going for four in a row. Rockmount have been in four finals before 
but never won the Munster Senior Cup. So they were uh, defeated finalists on numerous occasions. And uh, we decided that we would go down to the game. We did some live commentary, myself and George O'Callaghan, uh, online as well with a live stream. And uh, thinking, you know, Cork City usually beat the Munster Senior League teams and uh, it's it's quite usually a formality. But Rockmount played out of their skin, played an absolutely brilliant game and took Cork City to extra time, scoreless after 90 minutes. Went to extra time and Rockmount scored in the first half of extra time. It went into the second half of extra time and towards the end of that, Rockmount scored again to make it Rockmount 2, Cork City nil in the final of the Munster Senior Cup. And there was huge celebrations from all involved in the Rockmount camp there on Tuesday night, including a very interested spectator, uh, Rockmount's most famous son, the one and only Roy Keane was there cheering them on as well and uh, chatting to some of the lads Roy Keane has been very very supportive of Rockmount he always is and uh, he's been up at training with them and all in recent times as well so after the match I chatted to a man who was very animated throughout the entire 90 minutes and indeed throughout extra time as well uh, on the sideline and he's always a lively character on the sideline but he's a fantastic football manager uh, Billy Cronin spoke to me after the match in Turner's Cross the other night right, so we're here with Billy Cronin and uh, Billy as we just said waiting a long time but Munster Senior Cup champion yeah, fifth final. Uh, I didn't think it'd ever come. Lucky enough, as a, a manager, I probably we won most of the trophies. That was in Cork, and that was the one that always eluded us. So I'm very happy for the club, to be honest with you, you know. And especially with the two goals, you know, uh, they were great finishes for the two, two young fellas, to be honest, you know. Um, it was a great win. It was a hard-fought win. I mean, a, a long game into extra time and into the second of half of extra time for the goals. Um, the two lads got, got two great goals and, I mean, he won it well in the end by a 2-0 margin, but, I mean, Cork City gave you a good game at the same time. Oh, it did, Ben, in fairness, because Cork City probably in every day doing the training. We're only back three weeks. I was worried, to tell you the truth, because I said for fitness... I, I saw them last week they're very sharp they're a good side and uh, I thought we would run out of legs and when I saw it going to extra time I was saying to myself I'd hope we hang on for penalties to be honest but in saying that I thought we probably created good chances during the game in the first half we could have got a goal as well so um, you know well pleased I mean he matched them kind of for the whole game really as I said you created plenty of chances so I mean it, it didn't look like a month's senior league side versus the League of Ireland side by any means uh, well I agree it was in that there are some good players now like uh, uh, Rory Galvin and them there they were giving us yeah. they were causing us fierce trouble you know um, but look for the young young fellas on our side I'm well pleased you know they can take that going forward it's the trophy that we never won and now we put it right you know um, I was chatting to Brendan O'Connell there and he was dedicating it to Jamesy Corcoran your, your chairman who sadly passed away last year exactly he's lucky he was one of my best buddies to tell you the show his friend Roy Keane was here tonight to watch it as well and you know uh, his, his own son Alan was there so I'm delighted for him and it is dedicated to him I'm just Obviously, would have loved to have been jumping around the picture him, and he would have been the first fella inside the dressing room, cheering us all on and jumping, you know. So, look, we done it, and it was for the club. More, you know, for it, that was the main thing, you know. Great performances from some of your players tonight. Uh, the two lads who got the goals were great, but it was a few other guys as well who did really well. Oh, yeah, look at Ken Howie there. Like, uh, Ken is, uh, you know. I won't say his age, but in fairness, like he, he got back up from an injury there and everything. No bother to him. Even after hopping off the post, and that that's always Kin. Like, do you know the best about Kin? We say like he'll give it a hundred percent. He'll keep going to the end, no matter what injuries. He'll turn up and he goes. He sees the same with training. He'll always be there, um, you know. But not only him. There's a couple of good performers. Jason, like, Carson. There's a, they all played well. Knight played well. I think we a lot of them done well. To be honest, you know. Brilliant, Billy. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Thank you. That is Rockmount manager Billy Cronin speaking to me after their first ever Munster Senior Cup final victory beating Cork City 2-0 Turners Cross on Tuesday night. I also caught up with the Rockmount goalkeeper who kept a clean sheet on the night, Brendan O'Connell, and we got his reaction after the game as well. I think they devised a game plan tonight uh, and we stuck to it and it worked very well, I thought. 
Um, it was a tough game. It was a, it was a long game. I mean, <laughs> extra time and everything. In poor conditions, how did you find it? Uh, yeah, very, very tough. Actually, it was it, there was up here it might have been too evident in the stand, but there was kind of a swirling wind and it made actually kicking quite difficult and that kind of thing. And it was wet as well. Um, but uh, you know, we played throughout the winter, so in, in White Church, probably one of the windiest spots in Cork. So we're probably well used to the wind and the rain. But um, you know, I, I thought at the end there, especially kind of maybe the last ten minutes of extra time, I thought everybody dug in, and um, you know, it's just a fantastic victory for us. We're delighted. As you mentioned, you're up against Cork. City League of Ireland opposition tonight but I mean you were never outclassed I mean you held your own and you were the better team at times yeah, I mean, like we knew coming into tonight that they, you know, they'd have they'd have a bit of class about them, and, and they certainly did. They're some really, really good players. But you know, I suppose we always say, you know, they say hard work beats talent, and talent doesn't work hard. And uh, they, certainly tonight, you know, I thought guys put their bodies on the line for you know 90 minutes and then 20 minutes of extra time. I mean, you take the likes of you know Ken Howie was probably up this morning at half four. He's a postman. Uh, Jason Sexton's wife had a baby on Sunday. He probably's not sleeping too much. So um, you know. Everybody's just thrilled, and um, you know it's a big it's a big result for the club. It's been a, probably a difficult year for the club. Um, you know, he, just a little over a year ago, we lost our chairman tragically, it died young. So um, you know, I, I suppose I, that win is dedicated to yeah, Jamesy Corcoran tonight, uh, so isn't it? De- definitely, definitely. I uh, saw Alan his son there tonight. You know, we definitely want to dedicate this one to Jamesy. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, due to COVID-19 restrictions, not as many people here as he'd probably have liked. He'd love to have more Rockmoon supporters here tonight to witness that. But there were a few here, and one of them was your most famous son, Roy Keane, as well. Um, so there was, a, there was a good atmosphere and a great, even just the guys on the bench and everything were all cheering you on and things. Um, but I mean, when you go back to the club now, there'll be a big celebration. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I suppose that's one thing that people don't realise. Um, the, the actual, the, the contact that Roy still has with us. He's been training probably, he's been probably training three or four times since the, since the lockdown and things like that. And he comes out and it's a great lift for everyone to see that he's still interested in us and uh, that he keeps in touch and uh, it's great Alright Brendan well done um, yeah, another medal added to the collection now you've plenty from at this stage but it's the first win for for Monster um, New Cup for Rockmount Yeah absolutely I think they've been, I think tonight was their fifth final yeah. so uh, and, and never got there so um, 2016 was the last one Cove Ramblers beat us in the final haven't been won up so uh, yeah absolutely thrilled it's, uh, it's a nice medal to have and we're delighted Rockbound goalkeeper Brendan O'Connell speaking to me after their 2-0 win in the Munster Senior Cup final over Cork City on Tuesday night at Turner's Cross. He mentioned Cove Ramblers there towards the end of that interview and that's where we turn our attention next because Cove Ramblers play their first home game since the restart tonight. Uh, Stuart Ashton's side host Galway United at St. Coleman's Park from 7pm so kick off there obviously behind closed doors is at uh, in about 20 minutes time. Going into the game they are on the back of a scoreless draw with Bray Wanderers in their opening game up in the Carlisle Grounds last weekend and Rory had a chat with the boss Stuart Ashton ahead of tonight's match well, first off how happy were you with your performance in Bray and I suppose it was good I suppose just to get the, the first one out of, out of the way and kind of get back into it yeah obviously um, everyone was delighted to get, get the first one up and running so to speak um, you know performance wise um, we we were poor for the first first fifteen, um, and then we kind of grew in the game, so to speak. Um, we came back into it, um, and it was it was an even fought game then for most of it. Um, I felt we finished off uh, stronger for the last ten fifteen. Um, I felt we were the stronger side, and we created a few chances then. Um, 
and obviously um, Daryl's one uh, hitting the post and um, uh, Greg uh, was a judged offside coming onto it. So, you know, um, but then um, we had a, a chance at the end as well, or towards the end in that period there, uh, which we felt was probably our strongest where we where we were all night basically off scoring. If we're being honest about it, so. Um, having said that, um, it was it was as you say, the first one out of the way, so to speak. Um, and and as we said on the night, I, I think that um, you know a good point away from home. Bray Bray are no easy, no easy ones to go there. And you know they'll take they'll take points, soft teams, uh, and they'll they'll do damage up there. You know so. Uh, uh, from from that point of view, at the end of the day, as I said on the night, it was uh, it was a fair result if we're being honest. Like, yeah. Do you feel, Stuart, now that after that game, after the extra week of training, I suppose that the lads are close to to full match fitness, or do you feel like they were at that already before you went to break? They uh, obviously, you know, the uh, for want of a better one, the the match fitness is always always the one, you know. Um, We'd had a few friendlies, um, and you know, again, they're, they're friendlies. You know, whether whether we like it or not, we can psych the players up as much as we want as coaches and managers, etc. But you know, in the back of the head, what's at stake? Like you know, so and that's not disrespecting the players. That's that's at any level, I think. You know, so from that point of view, you know, with the friendlies out, and it was it was then. Um, Getting the real match fitness, so and 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 everyone's in the same boat. Every every team, I don't think whatever whatever level, professional level, I think that's the norm. You see, you know, we'll be. I know this is an unusual one, but we'll be watching the Premiership in six weeks' time again. The start of the first league game again. That is Cove Ramblers boss Stuart Ashton there speaking to Rory ahead of their match against Galway down at St. Coleman's Park tonight. Now we're going to turn our attention back to Gaelic Games and just go over to Lauren very quickly for some quick updates. Yeah, I thought we'd have a full-time result from Parky Rin, but we're just short of it uh, at the moment. Bandon are holding a one-point lead over from Wyatt, 17 oh. points to 16 there with 32 minutes played in the second half. So uh, we don't, unfortunately, yet have a we'll, full-time we'll result. We'll get the full-time on that in a few minutes' time. Uh, we're going to go to ladies football now, and uh, Ross Carberry qualified for the 2020 Cork LGFA Intermediate Football Championship semi-finals following a 2-8 to 9 points win over West Cork rivals Bantry Blues in Ardal last Friday evening. Goals from Kira Hooley and Marie O'Brien proved crucial in what was a pretty entertaining game. Jeremy McCarthy was down there for us. He caught up with Ross Carberry manager Dave Creedon. And uh, here's what Dave had to say after the game. First of all, congratulations on reaching a county intermediate semi-final. I would imagine that was the goal at the start of this group phase. Yeah, it was. Um, that was the target. We give ourselves a target every year. And, um, you know, I suppose this team has been around a long time now and they always kind of want to get to the semis in the final. So we're off again through the group now, so we're delighted with that. Three wins out of three in the group. Was this one of your hardest games tonight against Bantry? Yeah, um, we knew Bantry were coming over here, you know, with a lot to play for. They had to win the game. And, you know, their good side come, came down from senior, you know, two years ago. So we knew this was going to be a tough game today. You know. um, those goals proved crucial uh, in both halves. 
Yeah, um, I suppose, that especially the one in the second half there, straight from the kickoff, you know, I suppose that gave us a big cushion. Mm. And to be fair, Bantry came at us and were, were, were the better team there for the last 20 minutes, no doubt. But, you know, we learned a lot from that today. Um, your forwards would get a lot of plaudits, but I thought your back six were excellent. Yeah, all back six have been excellent. Last year they were excellent, and you know they've continued that this year. And um, you know, they're a good unit, and um, they work well together, and they, they did it again tonight. Um, how important is it for you to, to get to a final this year, considering the last couple of years? I mean, there's plenty of talent. There's a lot of young talent in the team now as well. Yeah, look, I suppose, you know, we said we give ourselves the target of getting the semi-final. And this team, look, they're trying very hard to win to win the final. And it just haven't worked out for them. But, you know, it doesn't take away their very good side. But unfortunately, there's always another good team there to meet along the way. And look, I think uh, it would be no different this year, to be honest with you. Yeah, and just finally, because it is such a level playing field in intermediate grade this year, there's still a lot of good teams left yeah, in it. But well, your experience should stand to you. Yeah, no, they have great experience, but you know, I suppose last year was my first year involved, and I must say the the competition is very even, and uh, it's a very hard competition to win, as I can see, and uh, you know, but it's it's a great competition, a great competition. So. That is Dave Creeden there um, speaking to Jer McCarthy, the Ross Carby manager, after that game and during the week there in the ladies' football. Uh, any update, Lauren? Have we a full time from that game? We didn't up until a moment ago, but we'll see now. No, still no. We get one before the end of the show. We get one before the end of the show. And uh, just update you that League of Ireland game we were mentioning as well. Into injury time there. Now Sligo Rovers to Shelburne nil in that game. uh, Putting Sligo back above Cork City in the table again. Uh, We're going to go now to Australia. And last weekend, Collingwood suffered a shock defeat at the hands of Fremantle in front of 30,000 fans in the AFL. So they're having big crowds over in Australia. Some of Australia's locked down. Some of them are having 30,000 people at games. <laughs> it's amazing. But, um, I mean, it's such a big country. It ain't that much of a surprise. There was added Cork and Irish interest in that match, given that Mitchellstown man Mark Keane was making his debut for the senior side, having joined them just under two years ago. He's a former Cork underage star and he lined out in the Munster Under-20 final in 2018. And he had linked up with the senior panel prior to his move to Melbourne as well. And Lauren caught up with uh, Mark earlier on today and had a good chat with him. So I'm joined on the line by former Cork minor and under-20s footballer Mitchellstown man Mark Keane, who made his senior AFL debut last weekend lining out for Collingwood. Only the third Irishman to do so after Downs, Marty Clark and Kayla Mooney. That game ended in a surprise 12-point defeat for Collingwood at the hands of Fremantle. We'll first get into the game, Mark. A disappointing result? Uh, hi, Lauren. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, no, it was was disappointing result um, considering... We were, I was coming up against my uh, my former defence coach from last year. So my defence coach last year for Collingwood went, uh, went to be the head coach at Fremantle. So we were coming up against him and he kind of knew what we were going to play against. But um, yeah, it, it was frustrating at towards the end of it because I would like to get to sing the song after the game with the with the boys. and But obviously it wasn't meant to be, but hopefully get to sing the song. <laughs> another time during the year and how did it feel to make your senior debut yeah no it was, it was actually so, so surreal um, when, when it happened like um, when, he, when he announced that, that I was playing my debut in uh, in part in front of 30,000 people in Opta Stadium which is a pretty cool stadium where um, they have like um, a, like a show at half time where they like play uh, like musicians and stuff like that so it, it was pretty cool just having about 30,000 people there and in front of just, yeah, really passionate Collingwood supporters. 
And were you expecting to make your debut last weekend, Mark? Like it's your second season with Collingwood, and what, what kind of pushed your things in your favour over the last few weeks? Um, well, towards the end of last year, I was um, close to making the team last year, and um, I was I was emergency and stuff. And then this year, I was emergency for round one, and then went back home due to COVID. Came back then, took me uh, three, two or three weeks to get back into things. And then uh, played, played a few uh, practice matches in the second team. And then was uh, and then we were just told that I was, I was playing, making my debut. It was kind of came around really quick and I didn't really expect it. And you mentioned there about being in the emergency, I suppose, uh, substitute list. What's that like from a mental perspective? Uh, not knowing if you're going to be needed or how do you kind of play into those days? Um, yeah, well, exactly, because it, it can happen at any time, because it happened actually two weeks ago when our captain went down just before the the bounce. He pu- he pulled out and someone had to come in at t- two minutes' notice. But yeah, you're just kind of expecting to play a game, and, and if you don't play, then you, you just go play in the second team for the second team like after the game or the next day. So you're, you're always preparing for a game no matter what uh, kind of happens. But it's, it's a good feeling when you're emergency as well, because you you know you're getting close to making the first team, and just like really pushes you on to get get, get that uh, first uh, first team appearance. And last weekend you got eighty minutes on the clock. Uh, some valuable lessons learned, I assume. Yeah, no, I was definitely way quicker what I'm used to in the second team. But um, yeah, it, it is really physical and really demanding game where you have to really be on your toes and um, on, on task for the full. 80 minutes, whatever I was on for, and you have to be really, can't really go off task for any, any bit, or else they'll just get out the back end and kick, kick, kick a, goal, a few goals, and we, they did. And then I, I, I was reading a couple of articles, researching for the interview today, and, and I found an, an interesting quote, and I, I'd love to ask you about it. You were quoted saying, on the other side, I don't like the way it goes on too long. It's nearly four 30 minute periods and 20 minutes at half time. I think that's too much. Two hours for a full match. That's nearly two full Gaelic football games. Is that a quote that you stand by, I suppose, given the, the lack of support over the last couple of weeks and months? Yeah, no, well, that was actually before COVID. So since COVID has happened, there's, they've brought down the game to four 20 minutes. Well, that's with time on, so I'd probably uh, round up to four, twenty-five minutes, which is still too long, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and it's, it's very stopping, stopping and starting. But yeah, because you 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 could go into half time, and you have to want you we like we have to do another warm up at half time, after half time when we, when we get back out into the pitch. So like just kind of like in, in, at half time, I'd be I'd be doing one Gaelic match, and then like, <laughs> going out, going uh, hopping into another Gaelic or hurling match. So we pretty much have to warm up again at halftime and get set for another two twenty-five minute quarters. And even aside from the physical, I suppose, uh, demands of a of a longer game, but even the, the having your your mind switched on for that length of time and to be kind of making correct decisions and making correct tactical calls, I suppose that can nearly even be as draining in itself. Yeah, it can, especially with like uh, AFL. It's so, so structured. And like, like especially with Collingwood, we play so structured, and all all teams trying to like we, we like scout the other team how they play, and they probably scout us. So it's all structured and how we play. So you have to think about how they're going to play, and have to keep that in the back of your mind. And then like you have rotations and stuff where that gets called on the pitch as well, and you have to remember like when you're coming off and what what time you're coming off. So there's a lot of things to keep in the back of your mind when you're playing, and also ch- trying to execute your performance as well. 
And last weekend, Mark, if anyone wasn't aware of you, I suppose they probably were when that video came out. I know Collingwood posted it last weekend of you calling your mother to, to, to tell her about your debut and it was happening that weekend. There was two parts of that announcement that I... I loved the first part was Mitchellstown GA Club actually calling them out before Collingwood actually announced your de- debut saying that they'd give you a game if Collingwood wouldn't um, and then obviously following that your 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 mother's reaction it was a pure Irish mammy reaction <laughs> yeah no I, I, I was I was reading that um, that Mitchellstown tweeted that and the club actually said to me oh is that your Gaelic club Mitchellstown because they're after tweeting us saying if you don't if we don't play it that we, we'll play it and I said, yeah, that, that's them. And then he actually showed it, to, he showed it to the coach, the media guy, and he just started laughing. And then it came back out where we were playing. And then he just said, now we're, we're going to have to reply back to them to say that you're, you're playing this weekend. Um, <laughs> and then with the with the video, yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of expecting it from them because she was always she was kind of ringing me every every second week, asking me, oh, how how close am I getting to to be playing? And she, she was just always asking me, am I playing yet? And I was just like, man, relax and. <laughs> It'll, 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 it'll come eventually so and then yeah I'm just delighted to give her a ring and say man I'm actually making my debut so hopefully she won't be ringing me again keep asking me about when am, when am I going to be making my debut again <laughs> and how was she after the game a nervy weekend I'm yeah, sure no, yeah no they all watched it um, in Mitchison so um, she was just ringing me after the game asking me how am I getting on I, I think she said kind of getting used to the game she didn't really know the rules <laughs> or anything so and especially with like all my family and stuff they don't know the rules that much, so no, they're just happy to see me all out there playing uh, AFL in front of a big, a big crowd and in a big stage. Absolutely, and you, you moved to Australia ahead of the 2019 season, but of course there's a huge Irish involvement in AFL sides at the moment. Anton Tohill is there with you in Collingwood. You've Wexford's Barry O'Connor boosting up with the Sydney Swans first team. Mark O'Connor, Zach Tuhi are playing this weekend. Tell me about the influence that these guys have on you, I suppose, both socially but also kind of transitioning to a new game. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, like when I first came out, who reached out to me was uh, actually Conor McKenna, who was very good to me when I first came. Um, when I first came, he like, p- picked me up and stuff, brought me around Melbourne, um, and like even other people like well, Mark O'Connor, Zach Tui, and Stephen Ockenbar are down in Geelong, which is about an hour and a half away from me. So other people in Melbourne would have, I would have had Conor Nash, Conor Glass, both playing for Hawthorne, where we have like a small community within ourselves in in Melbourne. That is uh, the man, the Cork man, who's doing great things over in Australia with Collingwood. Um, and uh, they, 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 he's uh, formerly of, of Mitchellstown, obviously, and so on. And uh, it's a good story, Lauren, isn't it? It absolutely is, yeah. It's great to see that these, uh, these uh, guys getting their debuts uh, so soon, I suppose. Absolutely is. And uh, that'll be on social media as well if you want to catch up on that. If you want to catch up on anything we had on the show tonight, you can download our Big Red Bench podcast. We'll have it up online for you uh, in the next kind of 15 or 20 minutes. RedFM.ie and RedExtra.ie. And uh, just to give you a full-time score in that GA game we were waiting on in the Senior A Hurling Championship, it's finished very, very close between Formoy and Bandon. Bandon run out the winners by one point. Formoy 16 points. Bandon 17, the full-time score in that one. That is us out of time for tonight. The Big Red Bench is back with Rory in the hot seat tomorrow night and I'll chat to you tomorrow afternoon on air from 2pm here on Cork's Red FM. Have a wonderful Saturday evening in the sunshine and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM